Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Dennis Simpson here again with Miss Joanne Corey. Joanne, I think in the course of being the president of the uh, of the Hot Springs Village POA, occasionally somebody says something funny or strange to you. Give me one. Um, I'll tell you the story of uh, where I look like the hero, but wasn't. Um, <laughs> a, a, it's a already good. That, that's already good. A gentleman good. called me. A gentleman called me at home one evening or sent me an email. I can't remember which, but I called him and talked to him. And anyway, he. Uh, used the dog park and was very concerned that the hinges that automatically closed the gate hadn't worked and hadn't worked in two years, he said. I, I didn't know that. And so <clears throat> I said, well, I'll, I'll check into it. And uh, I called Terry Wiley and uh, said, Terry, I said, uh, don't want to take up any of your time, but can you tell me will we be getting hinges? for the dog park. He said, yes, I haven't been able to have them in my budget for two years. They're in my budget this year and they're going to be put on this week. I said, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah. I said, okay, thanks. Bye. So I called the man back and I explained to him, I said, well, you're in luck. And I said, Terry uh, has them in. They just came in yesterday and they'll be put on this week. And I got the nicest thank you from him for all of my help, which I was no help at all because it was going to happen. But it was just nice because he was glad that I checked on it. And but I didn't do anything. It talk was about all, your, it was talk about your customer service. Talk about your customer service now. You're delivering already, <laughs> Joanne. Well, as I well, mentioned earlier, Joanne is Corey is the uh, president. And, and I think with that huge salary you get for being the president of the POA, and I'm, I will talk about how many hours a week that takes and for free, if I can, uh, you got another one, got anything else? That was my other story. I had a woman stop me and she said that she really felt that I made too much money. And I said, at what? <laughs> and, uh, and she said, well, you're, you're on the POA board and you guys make too much money. And I said, no, we, we don't make any money. We're volunteers. <laughs> and she said, no, I heard it. I heard it. And I know that you make too much money. And I, I, I really never did convince her. I said, we're volunteers. We try to do what's good for the village. 
And we put in our time to try to do that. She didn't believe me. She walked off. Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, there's, there's, and I don't know what, I know where one of them is. Okay. I, I don't know if it's next door or what, but there are two venues that I see and virtually every golf course has a back deck where people sit and drink beer or some other libation. And the truth is distilled from that moment. Most times that and next door, and there could not be any greater lack of truth anywhere else. And I don't know if it's because of the liquid, the liquids involved or the whatever, but could be, uh, could be, could be. Well, you know, could that's why, why Randy and I put this show together to help distill the truth to those that, uh, yeah, I'd like to see, I'll tell you what, Joanne, I, I, show me in the budget where the, where the board gets paid. And we can line, line, line item that out. We think it's it's in that slush fund we have. <laughs> we were also told we had a five million dollars slush fund by somebody. So a five million. Yeah, I'm still really? looking. I'm still looking for it actually, and haven't found it yet. That's a lot of slush. So it is a lot of slush, and <laughs> we can certainly use it. But so it's and it, it's interesting to me that something like those two things would be so out of kilter. It's yeah. no wonder simple things don't take on a life of their own and just they're like a snowball that's rolling and rolling. Well, here's the problem. Little things aren't that scandalous. You know, a $5 million slush fund, that, that sounds pretty scandalous. Now, as, as absolutely atrocious as, I mean, atrocious, as preposterous as that is, and, and uh, look, Joanne, here's you and I, I, I don't consider my in, myself an insider here, except for the fact that you wonderful people let me interview you and learn a lot of things. But the, the POA is audited every year. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a magical mystery box. It's not a little, we're not going to tell anybody what's going on over here. Matter of fact, let's talk about this. And I, I, I haven't looked at it yet. I know Randy has the, the dashboard. Tell me about the financial dashboard. Well, last year, after the assessment increase, and, and well, before, actually, we had promised that we would have something that would show the money spent on the assessments on infrastructure. That's, that's the, what it was supposed to do. Right, right, right. And <clears throat> you may or may not know, but, but we've had some problems and, uh, with um, employees having enough. And so there are certain things that had to be put on the back burner and weren't priority at that time. Sure. And now the, it has reached priority stage. And in fact, it is done. Huh. And Pam Avila just called me uh, right before this <clears throat> and said, I'm going to send out a board brief. And I don't know if she's waiting till Wednesday or she's doing it today. And um, she said, it's done. Frank, who is our controller, mm -hmm. has it, has it, and it's ready to go. And I send, I, I said, send it whenever you want to send it today or tomorrow. And, so and this, everybody will be getting it. So, so everybody on the email is that the same list that does does the digest? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it will be in the digest too. You know, it's funny to me, and, and I'm just <clears throat> when it takes a set of fresh eyes frankly, like yours a couple of years ago, and, and I'd like to include myself in that. When you look at the situation, you go, why is it so remarkable to have a dashboard? Why is it so novel? 
you know, I, I can tell you right now, there will be a, uh, and you know, this too, there will be not an outcry, but there will be a surprise at some of the numbers. And, and I don't mean a bad way. I mean, you know, I know Kelly, I mean, everybody that works at the POA, I, I tell you what, if there's a surprise to me, the surprise to me is that the POA employees and board members do not just get disgusted with all the, the accusations and the junk and just go, well, screw it, do it yourself. Because I, that's got to cross your mind now and then. If I'm not mistaken, I think Tucker's crossed his mind more than once. <laughs> because as, as, <laughs> we can jokingly say, well, we'll double your salary. Well, you're not making anything anyway. You know, there's no money right. associated with this. And I think for a lot of inside out people, the outside people and the inside, a lot of people don't have any idea. Not only do you not get paid, but many times it costs you several hundred or a couple of thousand to even run. You know, you buy ads on the newspaper, ads on the radio station. All that to get abuse. Who would sign up for this, Joanne? I did. I did last a couple of years ago, last year. I, you know, and and I, I think I can answer that question for. I'm, I'm listening. Probably, probably everybody on the board. The board last year and the board this year are people of like mind. We do not agree on everything by any stretch of the imagination, but everybody gets their say. We come to a consensus and, and we come to it because someone can completely disagree and they shift theirs. Well, maybe that's right. Someone else shifts. And before you know it, you know, I mean, it's not yelling and screaming and, and cussing matches. It's, no, nah, I don't think that's right. I think we should do this, you know. Um, but every one of those people that have been on the board um, we all want the same thing, and it's what's best for the village. And they put in their time and their hours because that's their belief, and they're doing their part to do what they can. And everybody has some kind of skill set that can be used mm -hmm. and everybody's skill set gets used. I mean, everybody has something that they bring and nobody that I've ever heard in the last two years had a pet peeve. Hmm. Well, I'm on the board because mm -hmm. I want this person fired or I mm -hmm. think this is wrong or we need to do this. There hasn't been anyone like that. When, when you have somebody that has an ax to grind, as soon as they get their ax ground or they don't either way, then their quarter is spent. Okay. Now what contribution are you going to make? Are you right. going to stay what and help they, us? What, are you going to stay and help bring? us Monday through Friday? Are you going to stay and yep. help us Saturday through Sunday? Or, or are you just right. going to, you know, go off and pout? And, and I will come back to that and say, and I, I'll repeat this for myself and for Jeff, that we have. We had approached, and I'll say this delicately, the previous administration. Did I do that well? Uh, more than once, the previous administration, Jeff and I would have a suggestion. Our suggestion was, you need to go to the commissioner of state lands. You need to buy these lots. You need to put your finger in the dike, and you need to stop this bleeding that's literally going everywhere with other people that aren't going to pay their dues. And we were told, well, what's in this for you? And probably at least a half dozen times, we were like, both and I, Jeff, either one with the previous administration, we would go, nothing. As a matter of fact, this will cost us, but it's the best thing for the village. And I don't think 
the people that think you're, you're getting too much or that there's a $5 million slush fund or that any of these preposterous things, I don't think they even have the greatest clue about how much, how many hours and, and weeks of your time y'all contribute, you contribute to, to the betterment of the village for, for nobody getting a dollar out of it. Literally. We try. We you try. Know. Well, and how many hours a week do you work on this? Um, I'm going to say sometimes 25 to 30, sometimes yeah. 20, but we're doing some things that, you know, a lot of people don't realize or, or know. Um, there's a uh, three people that we are looking at the documents on, on, um, uh, the policies, the bylaws and policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, we are trying to look at those two because when I started going through them and, and I, you know, people say, I know all those documents. I've read them and I've read them. I know everything. Believe me, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Um, it started out with Tucker and I looking at the covenants Hmm. and every day as hard as it was and as much as we screamed we did it for three weeks every day and one of us would either call text or something what do you think this means or did you see this it's here under number five or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and and i probably read those things 30 times and tucker's lived them for years and we both learned a lot. Well, when I got to looking at the policy and bylaws, there are actually dates on those. Really? Yeah. Well, the dates where they were revised. Yes, or added or whatever. Well, the interesting thing was, as I started looking through them, there's some that had not, nothing had been done to them since 2000. Really? There may be some older than that that I haven't seen yet. So three of us, we just meet and usually at the Coronado Center in the in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Anybody wants to drop by and uh, and uh, help, you're welcome. So far, anybody that sees us veers off away from us. Is the is there free Tylenol included, or do you have to bring your own no, Tylenol? No, you it, have there, to buy there, your own Tylenol. There will be a headache. I can promise you right now. You can bring your own drink if you want a snack. Bring your own snack. You don't get anything. And by the way, print out your own documents. <laughs> uh, but it, it's been really interesting. Um, we have not been adhering to those policies in some places because it was just amazing when we ran across this or that. And so two other people agreed to let's go through it. And so that's what we're doing. Oh and but as we get farther into it, I believe, and I've told them, and we'll see, we'll be meeting tomorrow morning, 930, uh, lobby, Coronado Center. Wednesday um, morning, Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning, yeah. Um, I think they'll probably agree because I told them to start looking at just what do you think? I think we'll probably have to rewrite those just to really? bring. Yeah, well, and there's a couple of reasons. One is because there are some real challenges in there on, on making it right. I think there's missing policies that aren't in there or conflicting um, policies or, well, and definitely conflicting mm-hmm. and just the format you go in and you look at the format of all the documents 
And it depends on who wrote it mm. and who keyed it in as yeah. to what it looks like. Yeah. We've got the original declaration and probably uh, I'm not sure how old those covenants are, but they've been updated some, but probably in the old font. Then you've got the bylaws in a font and you've got the policies in a font. You got the rules and regulations in another font. It, it, nothing is cohesive. And I'm a little bit OCD like that. <laughs> and um, I, we're a professional place. You know, we're a business. Yeah. yeah. And we need to have things looking as professional as we can. Well, well, so, let me let me cut to another chase. And and here, yeah. uh, by the way, and, and a recap for everybody, Hot Springs Village Inside Out, Dennis Simpson, Joanne Corley, uh, president of the, the uh, POA. And one of the discussions that I think it would just be helpful, okay, uh, it seems to be since 2006, since Cooper left, it was, okay, then we need a very strong general manager or a CEO, or we know the board needs to be very powerful and the board needs to take care of this. There's a balance. Isn't that where we're headed? Is that, is that your read on it? A team. A team. I like that. A team. And <clears throat> I don't know that that's been the way it's been in the yeah. past. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when, we, when we took the applications and began interviewing people, uh, we had all walks of life in there. Um, we had uh, a golf professional we had a city manager we had hospitality and we had <clears throat> someone from the business world and as we went through each of them there would be a little bit this person had yeah we'd want a little bit this person had but no one had the whole ball nobody until we interviewed kelly and kelly did have now, we're very fortunate, and I don't know that people realize this, but we, he's not paying what he made at his former, <laughs> his former job. Oh, really? Really? Oh, no. No, no. He oh, took no. a pay cut. Uh, well, he was retired. Yeah, sure. So but... that's the only reason that we could get him. And we're very fortunate. And I don't know that we'll ever have someone else like him again. I swear he is like the Energizer Bunny. He goes home, he plugs himself in at night and comes out raring to go the next day. And um, he is phenomenal. We are so lucky to have him. And we try to work as a team, not try. We have worked towards that. It's, um, it's, it's working with the POA staff. We Now, we have lanes. We each have a lane. We have the operations side and we have the governance side. And you know where that is, that 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 line is. Mm -hmm. And um, nobody tries to step over that line. But sometimes it happens and people get told and that's OK. Kelly will tell somebody or I'll tell somebody. And so it, it's just but it is working, in my opinion, it's working very, very well. Well, it's, and, it, there's, there's got to be overlap there. There's got to be somebody who is, either on sure. purpose or got pushed into that lane. It's just reality. If you're, well, if you're pushing and working, it's going to happen. Right. And well, when I say we, we each have our own lane, we don't tell staff members how to do their job or what to do in their job or anything like that. Those people all 
report to Kelly. The board has one employee. That's the GM. Mm-hmm. It's funny and, you should say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean well, it, it's just, that's the way it is. And we hired him to do a job and we expect him to do it. And so far he is doing a phenomenal job. And when he doesn't, we'll talk with him, not everybody that's else. That's right. That's right. Well, and, and where I wanted to go with that was uh, the very first story you told, which I thought was amazing that somebody called you about the dog hinges, mm-hmm. the, Okay, the door hinge, the hinges on the dog gate. Yeah. Uh, number one, I, I don't know how many people have called the POA and have tried to work through the system, but I guarantee you, had you called Tob Knowles, he would have told you the exact same answer and would have told you when they were going to do it and told you he was sorry they hadn't got to it, but told you they had it. I, I don't bring every problem I have to Kelly Hale. I know him. I, uh, think, we work, I think we work well. It's, that's not his job. If, if everything else fails, I need to talk to Kelly. If everything else fails, fails, I need to talk to you. I don't start at the top of the, anyway, I, I don't think people have a clue about that. And I think if they realize they would have the same success or possibly better success starting at the proper channel sometimes. Eh? Well, it's getting better at having those proper channels in the past. It was pretty fuzzy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we had a lot more of those things last year than we do this year. And, and for the last two years, we've been working on that to get it to where, but people have to understand the employees don't report to anyone, but the GM and the GM doesn't report to anybody, but the board, the board. That's right. And, um, and the board reports to the property owners. Hmm. 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 Let me come back around just for a minute <laughs> and, and wonder, and honestly, again, thank you for this. And I'm sorry, we've had such trouble kind of trying to connect on this. I've always wanted to interview you here and this is and great. I've always ran. <laughs> from here, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, I didn't get your email. Okay. Send me one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hardly the case. Uh, but what I do want to say is, is that let's go back to the, the Joanne Corley that was born where, and how, how do you get to the village? I always love these stories because there's no two alike. Okay. Short bio. I, uh, grew up in a small town called Flora, Illinois. Population at that time was probably about 5,500. It's probably 4,500 now. Um, just to give you an idea, I had 13. There were 13 of cousins, and only three of us moved away from there. Really? Everybody else is around in that area, uh, farming or teaching or whatever. And um, I went to college and uh, got my bachelor's and my master's and my specialist and was going to be in education all of my life. That was that that's what I wanted. That's what I was going to do. If my parents had had any money at all, I would have tried to have been a professional student. But so um, I worked in a small school district of two combined towns, worked there for 13 years. Uh, My husband was transferred to Oklahoma. So, and what did he, what did he do? What did he do? Uh, He worked with uh, (laughs) truck stops of America and he moved to check out uh, this one in Oklahoma to see if they could make it work, if they wanted to keep it or not. 
So we moved there for two years. We knew it was two years and that was it. Uh, and then he got transferred again and uh, transferred uh, to the Memphis area. And so I decided that we were being transferred at the wrong time of the year to try to get a teaching job in July, August. Mm-hmm. It was when we moved. And so um, <clears throat> I, I would get the Memphis paper, cut out the little one ads, put them on little index cards and sent out 10 a week. And this company called me and from Memphis and they were owned by Ryder Truck Company. And they wanted me to come in for an interview, which I did. And at that time, my husband's company was owned by Ryder. And so he called someone there to ask him about this company they owned. And they said, if she can get a job there, she should take it. It'll be interesting. And it was interesting for 25 years until I retired. 25 years. Now I want to back up for our guest because one of the beauties of this, and I love, I love the opportunity to interview people because I realize, and I know many people don't like truck stops of America, you know, they transferred to a truck stop. This is not like you think these are big, big business, the pilots and all these guys these days. And if you haven't been into a major truck stop at a major outlet, they'll have what 15, 20 showers. They have, you know, they have five and six bays to repair and change oil in trucks. And I mean, you name it, it's a small city and people don't, you know, we think of a truck stop, you stop and get gas and then you get a Slurpee and you drive on out. These were major, major places. And so to move there for a couple of years and then find a business that was related to your husband's job, that's fascinating. Well, it wasn't related. That was interesting. Oh, he was in a truck stop. I was in aircraft. Ryder aircraft. (laughs) Yes. The company that I worked for put buyers and sellers together of aircraft parts and Marine spare parts. And Marine, yeah. as, is air, as if aircraft is not disparate enough, you needed to well, throw in some Marine. Marine. Marine was the ocean going for the most part, not too much mm-hmm. on the brown water. But um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's and I went to work there and I was up front with them and told them I'd only be there a year <laughs> because I would be going back to teaching. And about in June of the following year, they came to me and said, we'll promote you if you'll stay. And I became a salesperson on the road, gone from home about three weeks out of the month. I'd come home on a Thursday night and leave on a Monday morning. And that was odd for a woman at that time. Right? Oh, that was exceptional for a woman at that time. And, um, and um, in the marine industry, it was um, you got into some not very nice places. And I... And that was before you really had cell phones. Mm. So if you got lost somewhere, you were lost and you better. And I got lost some places and had some very interesting experiences with it that always made it out. Okay. So, so that's what I did. And then um, when it was time to move the products, because at the time, and you're a computer person, so you can understand it. I think uh, at the end our product, main product, took 22 floppy disks, five, five and an eighth floppy disks to uh, get loaded. And uh, I think that's what it was. 
And so anyway, oh. our CD products with the government products took about, I don't know, eight of those. And so anyway, uh, we decided to put everything on the internet. We took a real leap mm-hmm. and did that. And uh, the first thing we decided to do would be to do it with the, the couple of Marine products because Marine wasn't very big. Aircraft was the biggie. And so I go to Germany to go show them the Marine product. They did not use at that time Microsoft. Really? Did they yeah. use, what was it, IBM PS2 or something like that? I, I really don't know. I think I was yeah. in such shock. I, I don't know, but it was, it was really, really Oh, funny. my Lord. Now, um, and, and going to some of the countries like Greece, um, they didn't have the, the best backbone for any computer things. I remember running wires through their ceilings and, you know, that's when you would also take the, the, remember the splitters on the telephone? Oh, don't I? I did that. I mean, I, I did lots of things. Plus then we also had all the government data. So anyone that worked with national stock numbers or FSCs or procurement history or MCRL or MLC, yeah, I don't remember them all. But anyways, a lot of people worked with those and, um, and we sold that information to people too. So it was a, it was, we were an international company, had 22,000 users, had about a hundred employees. Wow. And it well, was one of the most interesting things I could have ended up in. Oh, oh, I, I, without question. I have to tell you, if you don't mind me sharing a story real quick. Um, I was working at one of the first few years I'd been in IT tech, and it was probably, I'd been doing three or four years. And Essex Air Products, which is a, we call them a swamp cooler, and it's an evaporative cooler manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And they're owned by the Waltons, by Jim Walton in particular. And wonderful people. But in Arkansas, I always wondered why they built evaporative coolers in Arkansas, because an evaporative cooler adds moisture to the air to make it feel cooler. We don't need any additional moisture in Arkansas. Now, in Utah, Nevada, North Carolina, or, or uh, 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 New Mexico, yeah, yeah, that, that, that works. But they came to me and they said, well, we want an electronic catalog. I said, great, cool, wonderful. They said, well, we want to build it on CD. And I'm like, well, you sure? And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, why don't we build a hybrid? Do what? I said, we'll build a copy of it that's on the internet and a copy that's on a CD. And they were like, now, why are we going to do that? And I'm like, you know, I remembered about 10 years before having a conversation with a friend who said she couldn't figure out if she wanted an eight track in her car or a cassette because she just didn't know which one was going to be the future. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure which way the way is going to go, you know, and I, I, the reason I bring this story up is because it's a very parallel uh, analog- mm-hmm. analogy. That because we had everything on a CD-ROM and, you know, we would make huge stacks of CD-ROMs. And the very first one, we made 5,000 CD-ROMs at a time, four color cover, gorgeous, had them silk screened, sent them to the replicating facility, got them back. All 5,000 had three viruses on them. I had to send them back. They repressed them. It was all the factory's fault. It was no problem whatsoever. And then we got in 5,000 more, Right. Well, if we'd had a problem on the internet, I would have just made one change, but we didn't even have a problem on the internet at that point. 
but it was, it was a matter of maybe, and, and you have to understand this timeline. We're talking 95, 96, probably in that ballpark. And, and I'm, I'm trying to explain, I know you do. I'm thinking our clients or our, our listeners are like, really? Because in that hybrid zone, you didn't really know, is this thing a flash in the pan? Is it going to work out or whatever? And then as soon as everybody migrated to it, you went, well, this is the obvious choice. Why, why didn't we do this all along? Because it wasn't that clear at the time, was it? Mm. Right. Yeah. It was not. Well, anyway, I, I, I digress, but I, I had a parallel event and, I, you know, running the wires through the ceiling and everything. There was a first time for everything to do those CD-ROMs. And yeah, yeah. I, I also used an acoustic coupler often. You did. You had the little phone you set in the headset. <laughs> yeah. <the back. laughs> CompuServe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Well, so, so, so how did so you get to the I village here, though? So how I got here was that I went, uh, we were in the Memphis area. I was there for 25 years. My husband had retired, even though we're the same age, I had not. And, um, I, I really didn't want to. And one day I decided, okay, it's probably time. And so it was a rainy Sunday. He had played golf over here several times. I, sent in to um, something that I found on the internet, send me more information. And I got a call from a realtor and we ended up, we looked for houses here for about two years because I wasn't ready to quit. But then when we, <laughs> when our, we put our house up for sale and we were looking over here and it hadn't sold. And that was in kind of the bottom of the real estate market. And um, so the president of our company came and called or at work one day. He said, I'm coming over Sunday. Please have Grady, my husband, uh, have steaks. I'll bring the wine. We're going to talk about your future. Okay. So he came, we talked, I was retiring in March and he said, your house hasn't sold. There is no reason for you to retire now. So let's go a little bit longer. And there were some things that I, they really wanted me to do before I left. So I said, oh, I don't know. We'll talk about it. So I said, January 31st of the following year, whether the house is sold or not. And roughly okay. what year? Roughly what year? Uh, 10 years ago. Okay. Roughly 2012. Yeah. And so anyway, that's what we did. I agreed, gave my word. And on July 4th, the house sold. <laughs> so we had to be out and I mean, we got it sold. So we were leaving. And so then my husband was over here looking for houses. The realtor was looking around and, and for things. And, and she called him one day and said, one house has come on the market that I think fits your requirements. So he came over and looked at it. And then uh, he called me and said, I think you need to come over this weekend. Check this out. So, I did because it was a three hour drive from where we live to here. Sure, sure, so sure, sure, I did. And um, we bought the house. So our stuff had all been in storage and we have a cabin about an hour and a half west of here that he had been staying in. And I had moved in with a friend of my daughter-in-law's who um, had an extra bedroom at that time. So I'm living with, I don't know, the third 30, 30 year old, I guess, woman that's single. And um, my husband's living in a cabin in the woods. 
and and we buy this house here. So I was not here when anything was delivered from the moving. Um, and once I retired on January 31st, I took a year off and did nothing. How did that so work? Here we were fine. And, and we thought our son, he uh, was going to remain in Little Rock. He had moved to Little Rock. We thought he was going, he'd come from Colorado. Yeah. So we thought he was going to remain. And so that worked out too. So yeah, for a year, you could still, my husband, (laughs) he would go to the cabin some to work on things over there and, and I'd be here and I would take a look and think those boxes will be okay for another week. (laughs) It was a year before all the boxes were gone. And, um, and that's how we ended up here. It was, and then, you know, partly it was because think about it, the gorgeous beauty and any people that we met while we were here looking and you just couldn't beat it. And to this day, that's why we stay. We don't want to move. We have no place that we can think of to move. So funny you should say it that way because we've said so many times on this show and just in general, you could, you could with enough money, you could fabricate an environment like this and you could fabricate a, 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 a paradise of sorts, but there's no guarantee you would have nice people. There's no guarantee you would have, I mean, sincerely kind hearted people. We had Kelly on. His show will come out this Friday, I believe. We had him on two or three weeks ago, and we were talking about volunteerism. Uh, and I'll, I'll plug the show just a little. We've actually, we, he and I both have some of the old jackets from the DeSoto Club with the old logo on them that you had to wear when you went into the DeSoto Club if you showed up without a jacket. And one of the things he highlighted and I, I echoed uh, is the volunteerism in the village that was so prevalent. It was when I got here, it was everywhere. There's a reason there's a sign out the West gate that says a thousand points of light community that that sign did not just materialize. There were thousands and hundreds of thousands of donated hours to wonderful civic causes. And, and just like you talk about, and like we, we all have, when you're done, Joanne, when, when this is done and you put this aside, you have a feeling you, you don't have to wonder, well, could I have done more? You know, you've done a great job. You know that. And the board will know that that's your pay. That's your pay. Yes. yes. And, and just like what Kelly and I were talking about the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the little bitty flower gardens outside the DeSoto club volunteers mm-hmm. are volunteering to keep those made uh, those, you know, groomed and nice and whatever. Do you think you're going to take friends to the DeSoto club walk past that, little uh, uh, flower garden and not say looks pretty good. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. I have my stamp on that somewhere along the way we lost that. And, and it's good to have it back. Don't you think? Oh, I, th- I think it's very good to have it back. I, we, you know, we have so many clubs and, and we have service organizations and it, it hurts me because I I'm a breakfast lion because mm-hmm. they did, the um vision screening for kids and i had a yeah, personal yeah. a personal stake in that and i i i'm still a lion i don't make the meetings very much but i'm still a lion and um the the service clubs are hurting for people and and that's been going on for quite a while and i'm afraid some of those will disappear because 
people don't have that mindset. I don't believe anymore. It was, it it was ingrained into the jet graders generation, the greatest generation, which we're going to their estate sales every week. Now that's the greatest generation that are passing on and going to Mount Carmel or, or unfortunately passing away, but we don't have that sense of community. I don't know if the pandemic has helped push us away or made us not volunteer, but at the same time, you know, when we all come back to it, all we're going to have is at the end of our lives, all we're going to have is great memories, hopefully great memories. And, and this is the time and the place to make them. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I agree completely. I mean, I love this place and I can always find plenty of things that for volunteers, you know, Mm. and, and Kelly is really big, as you know, on volunteering it's, and it, it brings a, a feeling of community. I think we do volunteer. I agree. And I think that with the, and I'm use the term again, previous administration, and I'm not trying to be snippy here. I'm just, you know, you know what I'm doing, but we, we always had to bring in the experts and the experts had to tell us what we thought. And, and then they had to interview us for what we really thought. And then they had to tell us the direction we really needed to go. And I understand, look, I actually worked with a lot of those people, the, 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 uh, uh, the toll guys and the Clayton tolls. I, I know who they are. Uh, I've worked with a lot of them and they're smart people. I'm not arguing that point, but you end up with this, nearly this wall of disassociation. Well, you know, I would go and clean that flower bed, but the expert says we're going to need a different kind of flower bed. And so I, I probably shouldn't do that. Come on, man. It's a flower bed, man. Well, and you know, um, Dennis, I think that we have people here that are probably experts in about any field we want to find. Oh my if Lord. we can get them to help out and kind of direct something once in a while, that's that's what we have. I mean, it's we're fortunate to have such great people and oh. the experiences that they've had. I was at the Walmart checking out one day and I had a cup it was near, it was fall winter basically. And I had a couple of cans of stable, you know, gas stabilizer. I was going to put in my boat and I'm checking out at the Walmart. I'm at the, you know, 20 items or less or whatever. And the guy looks and he goes, stay bill. I said, yeah. He said, tell you what he said, you know, from the moment that you refine a, 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 a oil, uh, carbon atom and you break it down to the ethane and the butane and the propane and all these things, he said, it starts dissolving and the half-life of it's within a matter of time. And he said, you know, in regular gasoline, you've got an oil composite within three to six months. And he said, if you don't put a product like this and I stopped him and I said, hang on, you're a retired engineer from Houston. And you moved to the village. He said, how did you know? I said, how could I not know? <laughs> Helen Keller could figure this out. But I mean, the guy checking me out at Walmart was a chemical yes. engineer. Let that sink yeah. in a minute, people. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love it. I love it. It's one of the things that I'm a big believer in are commu- uh, committees. And we have gotten some really excellent we have excellent people on our committees and, and we're getting more people now wanting to be on a committee. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we want to do. And some of the committees are really going full blast now. And, you know, we had the ad hoc committee. We have another one that we're starting. We've had two ad hoc committees. We're starting another one uh, because we certainly don't have the skills that are needed, uh, you know, from the board, the board doesn't necessarily have the skills and 
also, we're a small group. You spread that out and let other people get involved in it, and it becomes theirs also. I think it's key that people feel like that they are a part of something, and we need, you know, we need people on the committees, on all of our standard committees, and then on the special ones. And I hope that will continue because we've had some pretty good success with us. It has been. I've had a chance to be a part of the Common Properties Committee, which had two registered foresters on it that will that have forgotten last night more than I ever, ever, ever could learn about forestry and right. were fascinating people. Uh, I went to the ad hoc committee for uh, ad hoc, the uh, committee for the common property. Uh, I mean, for the reserve property. Mm-hmm. Uh, very intelligent realtor had another one of the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, uh foresters there, uh, had Kevin who knew the area. Well, we had, I mean, there was just a, a plethora of people that did not know at all, but when you put them in the same room, they, they came up with some good suggestions. They really did. And that, that may be people that they don't want to serve on the board for all that length of time, mm-hmm. but they will serve for a short amount of time. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what we need. Well, I could see yeah. that if someone wanted to donate their facility, their, their abilities, and they wanted to contribute to a board like that, how would they contact and who would they contact Miss Joanne? Well, whenever we, uh, well, it's on the, um, on our website committee. But there's a lot of things on your website, sweetheart. I mean, a lot of things. Where would I find it? Okay. Well, if you uh, click on that members tab. Log in, and then, and then you go down and you look for what is it governance? Oh, okay, yeah. And you go down, and committees are underneath that. So you could contribute or, or sign up for a committee yeah. there. And and there's <laughs> always, uh, I believe, in the Village Digest, when it goes out, when there's openings for committees, they always say, yeah, you know, or and I think they may say, click here to get the get the uh, application or you know whatever. And um, that's how it works. And then plus, if we have a, um, what, if we have an ad hoc committee, it's always announced at a board meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, I mean, it's, it all works. Easy, easy enough to get on, easy enough to get on. We're not trying to hold you out. And I think it may be, maybe it's one of those times, and I hope there's people listening that this rings true with them. And, and the lady with the $5 million slush, fu- slush fund and you're getting paid too much and blah, 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 blah. I think it's time to start cursing the darkness and start lighting candles. I mean, come on, people. Really? Really? But you know what we don't get anymore? What's that? We don't trust you. Ooh. Ooh. We got that all last year. Yeah. When we were going through the assessment. Yeah. We yeah. don't trust you. And you know, we don't get it anymore. Well, you know, part of that is, and this is Denny's one word, one sentence philosophy about uh, human relations. Everyone wants to feel heard. I, I can't fix everything, but, but I can listen and make you feel heard. And I'll be very frank. I think that's one of Kelly's assets. I think that's one of John Paul's assets. And, 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 and I may express my opinion. It may be off the wall. It may be incorrect. It may have holes in it. It may need more knowledge to come to it. And I think that's probably why people were saying we don't trust you is because they just, it's just this amorphous ball of things going on and we don't know what it is. So therefore we can't trust you. There was a lot of it going on. Yeah. A lot of, of, of things. And <clears throat> We certainly haven't got everything fixed, 
but they'll get a truthful answer. They may not like the answer, <laughs> but they'll get a truthful answer. What else can you ask? And I'm, I'm not just I'm not pandering to the crowd. I'm just saying, what yeah. else can you ask besides a truthful answer? Yeah, you'll get the truthful answer. You may not <laughs> like it. But you get I tell you what, if I had you and Tucker in the room, I'm, I know I'd get a truthful answer. <laughs> well, and add, Ke- add Kelly in. And Kelly. Uh, well, I have yeah, all the board, I'm, too. You know where yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I mean, that. you'll get a truthful answer from the board. It, it's just it's just amazing. It's like I said, yeah. we don't always agree. We don't fight, fight, but we don't agree. But everybody has something to say. Let's hear what everybody has to say. If you it's agreed, like, why would there? Yeah. if you agreed all the time, why would there be a need for meetings, right? Well, and you wouldn't have a very good product or mm-hmm. community or whatever you were working on yeah, in the end. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the, that's it. I have a, fa- I have a favor to ask just a tiny sure. one, tiny one. We'll do it on camera. Just a little one. And that is, is when you see Tucker, you tell him that you had a good time on hot springs village inside out. Nobody died. You didn't get bit. You caught no contagious diseases and that he could be on the show too. But no, no, Tucker won't be on the show. I understand. It's not for some people. I get it. I get it. Yeah, he may not. Yeah, I understand. Well, just push him a little. Just, you know, that that's my only request. I will. I will. <laughs> We've become, we've become friends. Oh, he, he and I tell you what, it, it, he's one of those people that it may be hard to understand at first. He's got a heart of gold. He cares for the village like nobody else you can imagine. His breadth of knowledge about the village is encyclopedic uh, and and building. And he's just a hell of a guy. As, and as, he has common sense. He has common sense. Well, I'm going to tell you some of his common sense. We unfortunately had a situation back on Cortez a few a couple of weeks ago where there were some drugs found. And people were more than happy to say it was a short-term rental problem. And you know what Tucker's social media comment was? It's a societal problem that just happened to happen in, to happen in a short-term rental. That's this, Tucker. This, this is this is not this is not defined just to short-term rentals. This is happening across the United States, and it's a problem we need to fix. But it doesn't have to do with an STR. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, that's a that's a cut to the chase kind of answer thing, you know. But he does. He has a lot of common sense. Yeah. And and he has lived in the village a whole lot of his life. That's because he's so old. I'm joking. I'm teasing. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I want to see you run. Ooh, yeah. I've heard that kind of discussion before. I uh yeah. Mm, boy, you know, yeah. Maybe if I put down the microphone, I could do that. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Joanne, it's been a pleasure for Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Myself, Miss Joanne Corley, Mr. Randy, who will be back. I promise we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com and tell a friend.